are listening to Yoga Boss, episode 35. Welcome to Yoga Boss, the only podcast for ambitious yoga teachers who know the real value of yoga, where life coach and yoga teacher Jackie Skinner teaches you how to rewire your brain to confidently leap from employee to yoga entrepreneur. Are you ready to build the business of your dreams? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Yoga Boss, episode number 35, Your Thoughts About Money. Are y'all excited to talk about money? I am. (laughs) I have some really good stuff to teach you today. But first, I just, you know, I want to check in. How are you doing? How is building your business? How is teaching? Maybe you've gotten back to teaching classes in studio. Maybe you're still all virtual. Let me know. I would love to hear from you. You can send me a message on Instagram. It's JackieG.Skinner. And just let me know what's up. I love hearing from y'all and hearing what's going on in your lives and in your businesses. So keep it coming. My relationship with money has changed significantly since the very first year I was full-time teaching yoga. Some of y'all already know this story, but the first year that I decided to teach yoga full-time and I left my salary position, I made $15,000 for the whole entire year. And that's what I lived off of. I did everything the hard way. So I learned the hard way for y'all so you don't have to. You're welcome. I was teaching a ton of group classes at all these different studios and driving around to a ton of different places. So I was burnt out. I was tired. I was exhausted. And I was broke. (laughs) I did not have enough money. There was one month that I literally didn't pay at all. And I say I didn't have enough money. For some people, $15,000 is totally enough. And for me, at that time, it was more about the mindset I was in. Like I considered myself a broke, poor yoga teacher. And so that's what my life felt like. There is a Dave Chappelle clip where he is talking about, it's kind of hilarious. I'll link it in the show notes, but he's talking about money and he talks about poor is a mindset. Like you don't ever have to feel poor and it's not helpful. And that's exactly kind of like what we're going to go into today. Now, whether you love talking about money or whether this podcast kind of makes you want to cringe, you're going to want to listen to this podcast Because how you think about money, how you feel about money will determine how much you think you're able to make in your business. So you can have an amazing niche and a really fabulous offer and a really awesome student base that's following you. But if you haven't cleaned up your thinking about money, then you won't ever be able to see that come back to you in revenue especially if you have some kind of thought that yoga should be free all the time or you can't charge for yoga or people won't pay for yoga, this podcast is going to be for you specifically. We're going to take it even deeper the following week of really learning how to shift out of an employee mindset with money and into an entrepreneur mindset with money and the difference there. So this is going to be kind of like a couple week series 
because I see it showing up so much right now for my own clients. So I always think about them because I love them so much. And I consider what do they need to hear this week? Or how can I help them this week? And this is the podcast. That was my answer to that question. So the first thing we kind of want to start with is you have a relationship with money. You have a relationship with your phone. You have a relationship with friends in your life. You have a relationship with family. You have a relationship with food. You have a relationship with yoga. When we speak about a relationship, a relationship is boiled down the thoughts that you have about another person or another thing. So relationships truly exist in your mind, in your thinking. The reason that we know this is true is because when you're in a relationship with a person, the relationship is intangible. You can't like bring the relationship and prove it to everybody, right? It's this intangible thing between two people. And you have all of these thoughts about the person. Hopefully they're good and they're fun thoughts that serve you. And when that person walks out of a room and is no longer in your presence, the relationship doesn't end. The relationship continues because it's always happening solely in your mind. So it is almost irrelevant of whether the person is next to you or not. So you have a relationship in your mind through your thinking. The very like dramatic extreme example of this, and this is where all of our brains like to go, is when someone passes away, when someone dies, your relationship doesn't even end then. Your relationship continues in your mind after they're gone and how you think about them and how you relate to them. So the first thing is we all have relationships relationships happened in our mind based on what we're thinking. So you have a relationship with money. Essentially to say you have thoughts about money. And for so many people, our thoughts about money are what we were taught growing up either by our parents or our family or by society at large. And they're unintentional they're automatic. And usually when they're in that space, place, y'all, what? Usually when they're in that place, they are often something with scarcity in some way or another. So I want you to think back to the last time that you opened your bank account and the last time you pulled up these numbers on a screen and saw the money that was there or not there. And I want you to think back to the thoughts that came up when you saw that number on the screen. This will really start to show you what your relationship with money is. Your answer to what thoughts were you thinking when you looked at the money that you had in your bank account will tell you kind of the basis of where your thinking is when it comes to money. Now, when we're in a relationship with another person, I don't know about y'all, but I intentionally 
make it an effort to show up as a good friend, as someone who's supportive and loving and caring. And I do that in my own way. And I intentionally want to manage my brain about how I'm thinking about my friends and my family so that I show up on purpose. So the same thing is possible with your relationship with money. Your unmanaged brain, your automatic thinking, typically goes towards what's wrong, what could go wrong with your money, uh, what might be worst case scenario. It typically goes really dramatic. The unmanaged brain is typically negative. So how do you think about money? Are you thinking, I don't have enough, I need more, I don't think I can make money. I don't trust myself to have money and not spend it. Or that person has more than me. That's not fair. Like, what are your thoughts that come up? And I want you to think about if you were personifying your relationship with money, let's make money like a sweet, adorable four-year-old child who is just like playing with their toys, happy as can be. That's money right now. We're imagining money as a child. Let's say you walked over to that child that's money and said, hey, you're not enough. What you're doing, mm, it's not good enough. I need more from you. That person over there, they have more. And that's what I want. You're not doing enough. And I think it's going to be really hard to get you to do what I want. I think it's going to be really hard to have more of you. Really stressful. Probably not possible, but I'm really unhappy with where you are right now. What? Can you imagine what that would do to the child's psyche? (laughs) They would just like crumble. This is how we typically are showing up unconsciously, automatically in our relationship with money. We haven't thought about how we treat money, how we talk about money, how we relate to money. And instead, we just expect money to give to us and we expect it to be there and we expect to have it and we expect it to be like whatever we want right then. It's important that you understand your relationship with money. So some things you can ask yourself are, what money thoughts do you have about the past? So what did you grow up learning about money? What did you grow up learning from your parents or your teachers about money? How have you always thought about money? And include the negative and the positive, include everything. You can look into how much money your parents had and why and how much money could they earn and why, how much money did they spend and why, how much did they save and why. You're just looking into like, okay, this was the pattern, the relationship that I learned to take on subconsciously. And then check in with what are your current thoughts about money? Include the good and the bad, the ugly Think about the numbers in your bank account and question the thoughts that come up there. Then you want to start to think about like, what do I think about debt, right? What do you think about money and happiness? What do you think about rich people? What do you think about poor people? How much money do you think you should have right now? And how much money do you think you'll be able to make in this lifetime, 
How much money do you think you're capable of making? How much money do you want to save? All of these questions will help you uncover simply your thoughts, which is your relationship with money. That is the first step. We can't work on your relationship with money and have it impact you in a way that serves you without first creating the awareness. So you've got to sit down and create the awareness and be willing to like write down absolutely everything and get it all out on paper. Now, once you see your thoughts about money, you'll have a direct picture of your relationship with money. And you just want to sit there and consider, is this a relationship that I've intentionally chosen, a relationship that serves me and is in service of others? Or is this a relationship that maybe isn't in service of anyone? How you think about money will determine how you feel. And it will determine how you show up in your business. It'll determine the actions that you take. It'll determine the way you show up on a sales call. It'll determine what you think you can set your price to be. It'll determine what you think people will pay. Like what I see with my clients is oftentimes we take our thoughts about money and then we head into a sales call and we assume that everyone is just like us, has all the same thoughts about money. So I was working with a client this past week and she was like, well, you know what? I love making a deposit when I'm making a big purchase. Like a deposit helps it feel easier or I don't know, simpler to buy. And I was like, that's so interesting because I'm actually the opposite. I would rather just like pay totally up front and then move on. Our thoughts about money determine how we show up. And she was sitting there being like, well, I think it's easier. So I need to have other people think it's easier. So I'm going to create a deposit when we have no idea what their thoughts about money are, right? They might be like me and want to pay total upfront right away. This is why you want to question, what am I thinking? How is it determining how I feel? And how is that showing up in my actions? And then in my result line, in my revenue line in my business. Now, once you can see all that, you want to know that how you think about money is optional. It's not factual. It's, it's not just the way it is, right? So as yoga teachers, one of the most common things that we have to overcome is yoga teachers don't make a lot of money. It's a very common belief that we all kind of perpetuate in the yoga industry unconsciously without truly thinking about it. Now, when you're telling yourself this story of yoga teachers don't make a lot of money, what happens is you feel scarce. I'm trying to think of the feeling, but you feel scarce and then you go out and you find evidence for how that is true and how you should just settle for the lower class rate because you don't think anything else is possible or how you can't raise your prices in your business because you don't think people will really actually value yoga. And you see the whole world through this lens. But what's actually happening in the world right now is there are yoga teachers making multiple six figures, seven figures from yoga. That is also a fact. So you can think yoga teachers don't make a lot of money and find evidence for that. Or you can focus on yoga teachers making a lot of money and find evidence for that. 
And what I see happening is that so many yoga teachers have bought into this, you just don't make a lot of money. And it's a bad thing if you do make money, which is so interesting, that what's actually happening in our industry is people who are not from the heart of yoga, business people, are coming in and capitalizing on yoga. So you're seeing these gigantic corporations come in and build massive studios and make a ton of money, but none of them truly care about the heart of yoga. Well, I shouldn't say that. Some of them probably do. But I want to see yoga teachers actually be the ones who make money from teaching the art of yoga. Like, I don't want to see that go to some other businessman because the yoga teacher doesn't think they're worth it. That's what like breaks my heart. It's like, no, like, hey, like, let's shift this belief so much. So you want to start to see that how you think about money is optional. The other way you can look at this is making 100K in your yoga business for somebody would be incredible and mind-blowing and super amazing. And for someone else who's already hit seven figures and it's making a million, making 100K would be like a weird off something went wrong. It's not the amount of money that determines how you feel about it. It's what you're thinking about that amount of money that determines how you feel about it. So you have the power. You are in control of how you think about money and how you feel about money. When you tell yourself something that serves you, that feels good, it's going to have you take action in your business that you otherwise wouldn't have taken. It's going to have you showing up and celebrating in gratitude every little step along the way. It's going to have you being like, oh my gosh, I'm halfway to my goal and that's amazing if I can make it halfway, I can make it all the way to my revenue goal versus I'm not at my revenue goal yet and feel awful. It's essentially being able to control how you feel about money instead of letting money control you and control your decision making and manage your whole life. Like money is just a tool for you to use and to create. It's not meant to make all of the decisions about your life. You are, you have that power. So once you have the awareness of what your relationship is, then you want to start to question all of those thoughts about money and not because they're all bad, right? Just question from curiosity. Okay. When I believe this about money, when I believe this old belief, what happens? What do I create? And is that something I want to continue to create in my business? And it may be, and it may not be. But as soon as you question it, you can start to find the freedom and really take the shackles off of thinking there's things that you have to believe about money and release all that kind of pressure and decide what do you want that relationship to be for you? How much money do you want to make in your life? How much money do you want to make this year? Anything is totally possible. You get to choose it. So that's the final step, right? The first is awareness. Second is question just for the fun of it. See, does this serve me? Do I like this thought? Once you've found awareness and you've questioned your thoughts, then you're going to decide on purpose what you want to believe about money. You're going to decide on purpose intentionally 
what you want to think about creating money, about having money, about spending money. And as you decide on purpose, you're literally reprogramming your brain to create a new relationship with money. So the way I like to think about this is, I don't know if you've ever had the experience where, let's say you decided you wanted to buy a certain car, like you were like really interested in buying this one car. And then you go out into the world and you start to see that car everywhere. You're like, all of a sudden, all these people have the car that I want. When in reality, probably no more people had the car than like the week before, or maybe some, but not like a huge amount. But your brain is now noticing because you're already focused on what you want to create. So the world, you're seeing that so much more in your world. So same thing with money. Like if you want to believe that it's totally possible to make 8K every single month as a yoga teacher and you decide that that's going to be your relationship with money and that's what you're going to go for, you'll start to see people who are doing that show up in your life and you'll start to see them more than you see the people who are not making money or don't think it's possible to make money. This is kind of where like my little part of the internet, (laughs) my little corner of the internet, I work with teachers, yoga teachers who don't think money is a bad thing, who want to make money from their services, who think selling yoga is part of getting the students invested and serves them. That's what I'm creating. So the more that I stand there and I see that lens and I view the world through that lens, then I see more and more people come to me who think the same thing. That's amazing. You get to create on purpose what you want to create with your relationship about money. So it could be fun to start to think that money is incredibly abundant. Money is not something finite. And if Sally has more, Sarah gets less. Instead, Sally and Sarah can be however rich they want to be, right? And money is so abundant because it's something that you create so you can never run out of it. Maybe you want to believe that money's easy, that making money is just from putting value in the world and values what's useful or helpful and that's easy. You know how to do that. Maybe you want to think money is fun, super fun to make money, super fun to help people, super fun to have money sitting in your bank, super fun to save up for something and spend your money when you want to. I love money. How many people say that? We all like cringe at that. We're like, oh, that's bad. If we love money, we're going to be terrible people. (laughs) And it's just not true. You can love money and still be an amazing human. Like there are really wealthy people right now that are really, really good people. And there's really wealthy people who are not so good people and aren't making the best decisions with their money. Having the money doesn't determine whether they're good or bad, their thoughts do. So you can decide now that when you're making millions and your business has totally grown, you're going to be a really amazing person. And that's so different than like, oh my gosh, saying I love money is really egotistical and no one should say that. Like, let's talk about money more. Let's take the shame away from it. Because the more that we hide how much we're making or how much we want to make, the less we talk about it, the more people 
never ever uncover their relationship with money and see it as an optional tool in their tool belt. Like notice if you are the kind of person who is typically timid when it comes to talking about money, just ask yourself why, why you wouldn't be timid talking about the coffee cups that you have in your cabinet. They're just sitting there. They don't mean anything about you. Neither does your money. It's just there. You can use it, save it, keep it, do whatever you want with it. Create more of it. What you believe about money determines how you feel, determines what you do, and will determine the result that you create in your business. So if you're like, whoa, all right, I clearly have some money thoughts, some money beliefs that I haven't cleaned up yet. Y'all, this is what I help my clients do one-to-one so we can best do all this so quickly schedule a consultation with me and we will spend the whole entire time diving into your thoughts about money and where you think your limit is and what you want to make. And I'll kind of pull out what's holding you back, like that thought that's really holding you back from creating money. And we'll go from there. I am here to help you. I am here to pave the way. Like I'm happy to be the person starting the conversation about yoga in the yoga, about yoga. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to be the person starting the conversation about money freely in the yoga industry because I truly believe the more we talk about it, the less shame we feel about it, the more empowered we feel about it, the more we're going to show up in service for our students, the higher quality yoga we're going to deliver, and the higher quality lives we're going to lead. So y'all, I would love to talk to you. Send me a message on Instagram. This is it for episode number 35. Next week, we're going to talk about shifting your money thoughts from what it's like when you're an employee to money thoughts that really serve you when you're an entrepreneur. Super important that you listen to that one too. If you haven't joined the Yoga Boss Facebook group, come join us because I spend just a little bit of time every Wednesday morning diving into the same topic that we cover on the podcast in a different way. Sometimes we need to hear things a couple of times to really have them sink in. So join us in Yoga Boss. Send me a message. I'd love to hear what's going on. Set up a business consultation call. If you've been listening to this podcast for 35 episodes and you haven't set one up yet, what are you doing? Let's chat. I would love to hear from you. Have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you in episode 36.